there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Find your nearest dealership at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go! And do you know who is with us tonight? It's only John Hartson and Kenny Miller. Hi, guys. Good evening, John. Hi, Paul. Okay. Kenny. All good, Paul. You all right? Good to see and hear you both. Yeah, really well. You've both been really busy. John, you've been in a golf course getting ready for the league run-in and also for the cup semi-final this weekend. Kenny, you've been absolutely everywhere. I've been so, on the golf course as well. Oh, was was boys charity uh, yesterday. He was oh, with brilliant. us last night on yeah. the show. He was absolutely... The work he does is yeah, phenomenal, probably, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, sure is. You know, he's, and he's a busy man himself, I'll tell you that. <laughs> he is indeed. How did you play? I actually yeah. played pretty well, actually. Yeah. When I'm I playing off 12, I get called a bandit, John. I get called yeah. a bandit. Was that <laughs> no, it was, I. Yeah, yeah. Robert yeah. the Bruce course, it was yeah. excellent. Yeah. And John, Brilliant. your day will be coming up soon. Yeah, so, May the 2nd, mine is next Tuesday, so very much week Tuesday, sorry. Looking forward to yeah. that one. Plenty to look forward to. So, uh, Old Firm game, Glasgow Derby, it's every other week now, isn't it? So <laughs> we now know when the next one is. So, from a Celtic point of view, John, Celtic could clinch the title uh, a week on Sunday, May the 7th, uh, Coronation Weekend. Hearts against Celtic could hardly be more mm. difficult. Uh, and if they don't, it could be the following week at Ibrox on Saturday, May the 13th. How do you feel about the fixtures? Yeah, I, I think there is, they've tried to balance the fixtures out, haven't they, as, as fairly as they can. Um, there'll always be people that will complain or mourn or something like that, but... They play Hearts first, of course, and 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 obviously, um, and then the second game, obviously, after the during the split, will be Rangers. Celtic have got a great record against Hearts this season. Played them four times, three times in the league, and beat them every time. Played them in the cup and beat them the once. So, um, but Hearts a good win at the weekend. Shanklin's back, mm. and and if there's if there's ever a team, um, you know, in 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 the SPL that uh, that can upset the apple cart. At that ground, Tyne Castle, the atmosphere and look to spoil Celtic's party, it probably would be Hearts. Nothing can stop Celtic, though, to win the title, Kenny. Although Motherwell made it difficult at the weekend and they've delayed it slightly. What do you feel about Celtic going to Tyne Castle? Do you think that will be the day for them? I think so. John says that they've, they've been pretty good. They've been pretty good against everybody, haven't yeah. they? Not just Hearts. Uh, so they've, had a, they've got a, a chance, you know. Uh, I'm sure a lot of Celtic fans would think, ah, well, I don't really mind too much because they could go to Ibrox the following week. They'd love yeah. to take it there and and why not? Albeit there'll not be any fans there to celebrate it. So yeah. hopefully, yeah. Uh, again, I think I think they'll get the job done against Hearts. Uh, no doubt about it. They're in wonderful form again. They'll be looking to bounce back as well after a after that poor league result there against Mullerville. But all credit to Stuart Kettlewell mm. and his team because they're the only team to take any points off Celtic, Celtic part of the season. So he, he continues the good work as he's in the role. And then the following day, you were at Petorgi, of course, and Aberdeen against Rangers. Um, what, what a performance by uh, your old teammate, Barry Robson. And we'll talk about that during the show. How can they not give the job permanently to him? The fixtures have come out like this. So for Celtic fans, it's Hearts away on Sunday, May the 7th, then Rangers away on Saturday, May the 13th. That's a 12 30 kickoff. The Hearts game is 2.15. And then it's at home, St Mirren, Saturday, 3 o'clock, the 20th of May. Hibs away on the 24th. 
and Aberdeen at home on May the 27th. And for Rangers fans then, Aberdeen, as we mentioned, at home, 3 o'clock on the 7th. Celtic, as we mentioned, of course, at home, 12.30 on the Saturday. 21st, it's Hibs away. Hearts at home on the 24th. And they wind up the season on the 27th against St Mirren. I say wind up the season, but really, everyone really is thinking about either a treble or Rangers winning um, a trophy. It's not the final, of course, this coming weekend, Kenny, but having seen you know, the league's over, Rangers-wise, how important is it, this game against Celtic on Sunday? Listen, we, we talked about it a month ago uh, in, the, in the final. You know, there was going to be three kind of big games coming up uh, after the final. Sorry, it was just in the, in the aftermath of the final. There was three more old forms to come. There was a game at Celtic Park, which Celtic have, have dealt with. There was going to be the semi-final, which was always going to be crucial to Rangers because, I mean, it's, it's, it's double-edged. It's a chance to retain the trophy. It's your, your only silverware of the season. But you've also got that carrot stopping a treble because Celtic are going to take care of the league probably in that first game against Hearts. And... As much as it's the de facto final, I'm sure uh, Inverness and Falkirk have something, or something to say about it. But going into the game, if you can get past this weekend, you're going in as a heavy, heavy favourite for the final. So it's full of intrigue. Again, there's going to be team selections. Both teams have had poor results at the weekend. Uh, is there too much Michael can do with the team? I'm not too sure. It might depend on the fitness of Goldsons and, and Kent's, etc. So, uh, yeah, again, really looking forward to the game. And it's a, it is a great week when you're when your old firm week, old firm semi final week. It's, uh, it's a brilliant game to look forward to. John Celtic missed Hatati at the weekend. I don't think anyone would argue with that. Mm. It, we're not sure if he's going to be fit this weekend. He may well not be. Ange Postacoglu hinting at that. And they missed uh, Abada and Jota. Yeah, well, you are going to miss quality players, but what Celtic have, they they have other quality to come in. Um, Celtic had a lot of chances at the weekend, and Kenny said it. Stuart Kettlewell, um, you know, the the only the only manager really, the only team to take a point off Celtic this season at home. Their form has been scintillating, but um, you know, Michael Peel, he'll be looking at it to retain that Scottish Cup. Celtic will be looking at it as a historic treble and his first treble at the club if they get it done. No disrespect, by the way, to Falkirk or, sure. or Inverness because we've seen upsets in, in the past. Um, but both teams will want to get to the final. Both teams will want to try and lift the Scottish Cup. And there's so much riding on it. You know, Michael Beale will will want to win something, um, obviously, because Rangers have not been in, in, in that bad a form, Paul. And I'll say something as well. Yeah, I'm just going to tell you, Rangers MD Stuart Robertson is leaving the club this summer and James Bisgrove is to be appointed as the new Chief Executive Officer. So he's the commercial man. Sorry, John. No, I was saying, I don't think Rangers' defeat at Aberdeen um, is the worst thing, I think, for Rangers because Why? Yeah. I think they were out of the league anyway. Yeah. Uh, of course, you don't want to lose games. But I think Rangers now will need to react. I think their supporters will want to see a better performance. Um, two goals, yeah. you know, against them. I think Scales' goal was slightly fortunate, but the yeah. second goal was a great header. Do you not think he meant it? I, 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 I personally I, I know. I'm joking. I, no, I don't yeah, know. Um, I know, I know. But listen, these these things yeah. happen. You need a bit of luck when you're at home, yeah. and you know you're Aberdeen against you know one of the one of the Celtic or Rangers teams. So for me, I, I think that Rangers players they have to come out. They have to be better. They have to 
the fans don't want to see a reaction and I don't think because I believe the, the league is, is finished anyway yeah. now I think a lot of people think like, that as well I think everyone but I don't think it's the worst result for Rangers because they'll want to react they'll want to bounce back from a poor from a poor performance well we chuck one in here are both teams slightly off form at the moment to varying degrees they're not playing at their best but Kenny first of all what about that news just breaking yeah. news Stuart Robertson who is the managing director is leaving at the end of the season and James Bisgrove who's the chief commercial officer he becomes chief executive officer. Yeah, I think it's been uh, there's been a lot of protests around, and I think obviously now Ross Wilson's left the club now, and uh, I mean the, I mean, the rumours were that, that Stuart could could move on as well, and that's obviously now been confirmed. I mean James has obviously done a lot of good work in in, in the role that he's in, and it's uh, and it's a it's a step up for him into the into the hot seat as the managing director or or CEO, whatever, I mean whatever you want to call it, chief exec, but it's a. It's a big move. Again, there's a lot of change going on at Rangers at the moment behind the scenes. Uh, I'm sure, obviously, we're wanting to focus on the football pitch sure, and what's exactly. actually going to be happening this yeah. weekend. But it's a, I mean, a good opportunity for, for James to step into a, a more prominent role. Are they a bit off form, both teams at the moment? It's a blow for Rangers at the weekend. John says maybe that helps Rangers in that it gets out of the way. The league is completely and utterly gone. Um, but what do you feel about both clubs? I'm, I'm saying no. They're not. Okay. I mean, that, when you look at the big picture of form, they, yeah. they're, they're in wonderful form. I mean, uh, I mean Celtic Except have lost one game all season. Rangers yeah. under Michael Beale. I mean before the before the weekend there was only the two de- uh, sorry two defeats to Celtic. Obviously, yeah, I don't think it's ideal. I'll be honest. I know what John's saying, and he's right. There has to be a reaction mm-hmm. for, for the Rangers players. Absolutely, not just from the Aberdeen game, but from the previous Old Firm defeat. There has to be improvements. There needs to be. I think Rangers have to win. You know, and again that goes without saying. Celtic, it's a, it's a blip. Again, it's their first drop points to see. But you look at their form overall. I mean, not, not just this season. You, you, you take it back to last season as well. You can't, I don't think you look at They'll be disappointed in the performances. I think when you look at Celtic, they'll be disappointed. Again, similar to Rangers and well, Rangers in the first half, they never took their chances. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked a lot about that in the Celtic Champions League campaign where there was really, really good play, but they never took their moments. Mm-hmm. And games are won and lost on those moments. You know, if you take yours like Aberdeen did at Pataudry at the weekend, and it was very fortuitous, by the way, we'll say on the first yeah. goal. <laughs> uh, he's tried to wrap his foot that and put it in, in, behind, the, in behind the Rangers back lane. It found its well into the top corner of Alan McGregor's net. So, but the second goal was really well constructed. A wonderful pass uh, for Clarkson, and it was uh, right on the head of Miofsky. So it was a, it was a good goal, but it was a, a really disappointing result. But Rangers could have been a couple up at half time. There's no doubt about it. Sakala's going mm. to score. Uh, I think you've you've had you've had Barisic had a decent chance. Raskin again, the player that Raskin is when he went through is and it's brilliant mm. play again. Something we've seen for this Michael Beale team. The the interplay, the the connections between the players was there, and he gets into that final third. And I'm just thinking he's a player all day long that must be able to see yeah. Tillman. He's got the vision, he's got that unselfish nature, he's going to roll it across for his big mate to tap it in for the opening goal. He chose to shot again, missed the chance. Morelos had one cleared off line. There were so many chances. Aberdeen were hanging on at the time. You know, they really were. But then they took advantage of their time in the second half. And to be fair, I never really seen a response out of that Rangers group uh, after the probably after the first goal went in. But when the second went in quick succession, it looked like the, the fight was taken out of them. Let's hear from Celtic fans. How are you feeling? You want to win as quickly as possible. But is it the end of the world if you have to wait and try to do it? 
at Ibrox you may or may not if you don't then it maybe comes back to Celtic Park for the game against St Mirren what do you think 0808 17 17 700 and Rangers fans what are you reckoning yeah off the pitch changes again but does it matter as Kenny Miller said and who's going to play who's going to be up front for Rangers what do you play Morellas? is it going to be well Cholak's not going to be fit I don't think there's no chance there what about Sakala he doesn't know what he's going to do does he you can never tell unpredictable yeah, unpredictable. yeah but yeah. I like him though he, yeah. he, he tends to Turn up against Celtic as well. Yeah, what, what do you think, Rangers fans? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. The manager summarised the games at the weekend. First up on Saturday, Ange Postacoglu. Disappointing um, outcome and, yeah, disappointing, I guess, with the performance. Um, we controlled the game okay in the first half, I thought. You know, we, we scored our goal and we had some chances that uh, we should have done better with and they weren't really a threat, just... Really disappointed with the goal we conceded. That gave him some encouragement, and um, you know we had some chances to, to finish the game off, and we didn't take them. But then in the second half, oh, look, I think just the context of the game changes. We got a bit desperate. I thought, you know, we still had some good chances that you'd, you'd like to think for another day we put them away. But um, yeah, just a bit of desperation around our game, and you know when you get to this point of the year, everyone sort of starts talking about the trophies at the end of the year and it's really important in that, at that moment you stay calm and, and composed and I just thought we lost our composure a bit. That was 1-1 then on Saturday. 24 hours or so later, Rangers went to Petaudry. As Kenny said, they were really good in the first half but didn't get the goal and then 2-0 to the Dons. Afterwards, the manager spoke about the performance. Well, in every game we play, we've missed more chances than we've taken regardless of how many goals we've scored. We've, uh, we're a team that's been quite wasteful and, and, and you'd always say that it's, it's better to create chances. That's a good sign, but you have to take them. And as an away team today, how dominant we were at times, we have to take our chances in terms of possession and territory. I thought, what did I think about Aberdeen? They defended resolutely. Everyone was committed. They pressed quite hard. No more committed than us, but they pressed quite hard all around the pitch. The fans were up. I thought it was a difficult game to referee second half. There was a hell of a lot of stoppages in the game. And ultimately we got we got done today. We got done. So some of the headlines today, Kenny Miller, John Hartson. For Rangers, new keeper coming in. And do you think it is Jack Butland? Of course, former. He's got well, seven caps for England. He was on the bench for Man United uh, the other day. It's just not worked out for him um, at any club at Crystal Palace or at United. What do you think, Kenny? Does it sound as though he's coming to Ibrox? Well, I, I did hear a few rumours last week that that, yep. that was one that could have been done. That would suggest Alan McGregor is going to retire because that would be the number one signing that you would expect one if Alan McGregor was to retire. I mean, he's coming in with, with decent pedigree, like you say. It's maybe not quite worked out over the last few seasons. He's clearly went to Man United as, as a number two. He's not went there to be the number one. He's been quite happy to go to a massive football club and, and kind of play it if required. Uh, but he came through with a lot of... I mean, there was a lot of talk about him when he first broke through into that, into that. I think it was the Stoke team when he came out, and a lot of clubs interested in him. So maybe this, maybe up in Scotland with with a big club like the size of Rangers, would maybe be a good fit for him. But I think he's he's definitely got the quality as much as maybe he's not had the opportunity to show over the last few years. And John, it worked for another England goalkeeper, Joe Hart. Now a wee bit older, but um, Jack Butland is thirty. Um, could he be the guy that Rangers need to replace Alan McGregor? Well, I think from his point of view, if he gets the opportunity to come to Rangers, I think he'd jump at it, yeah. you know, because he'll he's coming to be number one. Um, I think um, McLaughlin and Alan McGregor, I, I'm not sure if Alan McGregor will retire. I think he'll get offers. Uh, I know he's, what is he now, 39, 40? 40, but 41. But if he's, if he's yep. fit, now I know he might, he, he might think, well, I'm not going to drop down the lower leagues. I don't expect him to drop down lower leagues. 
Alan McGregor for me could still play in the in the Scottish Premiership next yeah. season. Mm-hmm. It all depends where he wants to be. He can go into the into the media. He can go into coaching. I don't know, but I don't, I still think he will get offers because I still think he's got real sure. quality and he's fit. He's yeah. really really fit. And goalkeepers are when you get older, then obviously you know they yeah. um, they excel the older they get. Um, still the best keeper at Ibrox, isn't he? At the moment, well, Michael Beale thinks so, yeah, yeah uh, because he's he's number one yeah. in he at the at the time. Sure. But I think Butland, everybody wants to play. You know, me and Kenny, we've played. You don't want to be sitting on the bench, and he's never going to get in ahead of David de Gea at Manchester United or Manchester United. So whether he moves on or Rangers, he would like they would like to take him. But uh, as I said, if he's got the opportunity to come and play for Rangers every week, like Joe Hart has. Yeah. He'll jump at the chance. Here's Martin, a Rangers fan on the line. He's also a Crystal Palace fan. Martin, right place, right time. Thanks for calling. How you doing, guys? You okay? Hiya, Martin. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. So what can you tell us? What do you think of Jack Butland? Well, I'd just like to offer opinion. Obviously, like everyone, I'm aware of who he is from when he was England Caps and when he was revered as one of the best English goalkeepers. But... He's been at Crystal Palace for the three seasons now, and he had a run in the team last year. But unfortunately, he broke his hand and he was injured. Then last season, he brought Sam Johnson in, who is another really, really high standard goalkeeper. Jack Butland, unfortunately, in my opinion, is just became a victim of circumstance at Crystal Palace because the first choice in Chitty Glater is a good, good keeper. He's been a first choice for a few years. Now, because he's been injured, Sam Johnson came in. He's his fourth clean sheet. Mm-hmm. And I think Butland was looking, when he made the move to Man United, Sam Johnson's obviously a little bit of a threat. Was he guaranteed first-team football? No. I think he's went with uh, to Man United, just purely his backup, get a little wage, whilst he was looking for a first-team move. And I'm hoping Rangers is that first-team move. Kenny, it'll be a big wage, mind you, at Man United or, or Palace as well. Well, that's an all hefty fat, you know, he's yeah. not going to come, they're not going to come and break with the greatest respect, break a, a wage structure for a goalkeeper. It's just not going to happen. So they'll need to come and, and fit in with the with the structure that's in place and whatever that is, they'll have, I mean, they'll have something put aside that that's what they feel they'll, that they'll pay for a goalkeeper, it's what they're willing to pay for a goalkeeper. And by the looks of the reports and how maybe strong the rumours are, maybe it does fit and it's a chance for them to come and play for a team that are going to be looking to win things. They're, you're hoping there's still going to be Champions League football there as well and that's always a carrot so it looks the type of profile he's signing that I think they need to replace somebody like Callum McGregor Kieran Dowell's been mentioned as well uh, of Norwich City the Rangers the playmaker they want him for next season Kenny would yeah you? I've yeah. Seen, seen a lot of him he's been, since he's been a young boy he's had numerous loans out of Everton I think, I think Mark Warburton might have took him to Forest as well when they were down there under David Weir now at Norwich, I think he's, he's that type of player that, that easy on the eye, he's got good size about him. Uh, kind of Todd can't be a list, probably yeah. no, he's maybe high up, maybe coming for a little bit deeper. Uh, and they'll need no, that. He, yeah. he, he does look like a good player, a really, really good footballer who can score goals as well. Martin, what are you feeling for the game then on Sunday, the Cup semi-final? What can you do differently to beat Celtic this time? It's a big ask, but... Anything can happen in Cup Day. Um, Alfredo, it would be nice if they turned up, maybe motivated by the fact that getting to a Cup Final and start making those runs that he did a couple of seasons ago, he's just not the same. Ryan Chain, it's the exact same. 
Brian Kerr and Alfredo Morelos come in with a different attitude. They're up for it with the likes of Cantwell, who's been a great inclusion, Rafkin, who's been a good inclusion. Um, we're up with a chance of, if Alfredo and Ryan Kent come in firing. But I'm unsure if Ryan Kent's even going to be fit for it. OK, well, uh, John Hartson's uh, listening and nodding. John, what do you think on what Martin's Martin, saying? can I just ask you, um, where's the uh, the Rangers and the Crystal Palace link coming from? You support both teams. And now you must be delighted with the change of manager Vieira and my big mate Oshan Roberts and the appointment of Roy Hodgson. How well has Hodgson done? First of all, John, I was in the army. I joined the army as an 18-year-old. Okay. Yeah. And when I left, seven years later, I settled in Tunbridge Wells and Kent. Ah, yeah. Beautiful didn't place. Know anyone. Didn't know anyone. Joined the Sunday football team to make friends. Became friends with the goalkeeper, who was a Crystal Palace fan. And I went to my first ever Palace game in August 2001. Okay. I followed them for 22 years. Wow. It's some atmosphere there. I played for Wimbledon, you know, yeah. Martin, and we used to ground share with Crystal Palace, okay. as you know. But Palace, the Palace fans, they, yeah. they don't half get behind their team <laughs> in the home games at Sellers Park. They sure do. Kenny, what are you thinking? I mean, this could have been a year ago, isn't it? The same, just what Martin's saying. If uh, Ryan Kent turns up, and especially Morellis. We talk about it every time these games come yeah. around, you know. It's, I mean, unfortunately, I don't think Alfredo's the player that he was uh, two seasons ago. And, and a lot of it does down to what Martin says. It's how maybe his mindset is and, and where his head's at. He probably knows he's in his last, what, six, seven weeks as a Rangers player that he's going to be wearing the jersey. Again, my, my, my hope was that this is a chance that how do you want to go out? You know, do you want to be... I mean, he's always going to be remembered for the goals he's scored and being the top European scorer of the, of the club and everything that he's done uh, for the club. Because he's been a wonderful sign and real good value for money. But how do you want to be remembered, you know? Because at the moment, a lot of people are, are not happy about his kind of application in the games. I think even his manager a couple of weeks ago was talking like he, he wanted more. He wanted more out of him. So it's, that's, that's what the hope is, I think, for all Rangers fans. That, that Alfredo can turn up and think, you know what, I'm going to really give everything I've got for the cause. I want to go out on a high. I want to be remembered for the guy who scored the winning goal in the Scottish Cup final. Martin, thanks so much for calling. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Find your nearest dealership at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show, Tuesday evening edition. Paul Cooney here, 0808 17 17 700. Or you can join the conversation at Go Football Show tonight in the company. Well, two great strikers, Kenny Miller of so many clubs, mainly Rangers, but obviously Celtic as well. And John Hartson, everywhere from Arsenal, West Ham, Luton had a big win last night, John, as well, and obviously Celtic. So what do you want to say, Celtic fans? What are you feeling? You're heading the title is there just to be finally clinched, but 13 points in it, five games to go. You could clinch it finally a week on Sunday, the game at Tynecastle. And if not, it goes to Ibrox. And John will be, can you imagine if it is then? Now, yeah. there's no Celtic fans going to be there on the day. Rangers fans would, you know, they wouldn't want that to happen. Yeah. Um, two weeks on Sunday, uh, Saturday, there would be a Saturday well, game. Well, Hearts have got yeah. to do Rangers a favour and take it deeper into the into the split, haven't they? They've got they've got a play. Celtic have had a great record, as I alluded to earlier on. I think from a Celtic point of view, ideally, they would like to you know, got the opportunity to win the league at Celtic Park in front of their own fans but obviously the way it's fallen they have to go to Tynecastle and do it 
they'll celebrate just as much. Obviously, the title's in the bag. 1,400 tickets, that's all. Yeah. They, they it's just a case of, of, yeah. of when they do it now, Paul, that's it. But they sure. wouldn't want to be taking it too deep. Yeah. You know, you've got hearts, sure. and they'll want to get it done as quick as they can, really. Is it going to be a double for Celtic or a treble? And for Rangers, if it's going to be a barren season, or are they going to win the cup? And at the same time, a lot going on behind the scenes, Kenny, as we know, and that news we gave you 10 minutes ago that uh, chief executive is going to be James Bisgrove. He came in with a big reputation. I think he's done some really good deals with Rangers. He becomes, he steps up to CEO. Stuart Robertson, who's been the MD, um, has been very steady for Rangers. I think that's fair to say over the years. And he is leaving the club at the end of the season. But does that matter to the players, Kenny, looking at you just now, as long as the money's going to be there for the rebuild? Well, listen, that, that, that's been talked about and discussed and, and publicly put out there that Michael's happy with the, the budget that he's got to kind of not rebuild, but definitely refresh the squad in the summer, bring in some, again, more competition for that starting lineup, like ideally looking to improve that starting lineup. But there has been a lot of change over the, in, 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 the, in behind the scenes at range. Obviously, Douglas Park stepping away mm -hmm. as, as the chairman after about a month ago, before, before the cup final, yeah. I think it was. Uh, Ross Wilson obviously has now moved to Notts Forest out of his role and now Stuart Robertson so it's, uh, there is going to be a freshness to, to even the boardroom now uh, at Rangers at Ibrox so obviously they'll be looking forward to I mean, I'm sure Michael will be looking forward to this this transfer window there's still a lot of football to be played there's still a trophy to be to be retained uh, and we'll find out on Sunday night if that's if that's still possible so there's a lot going on but like you say the players are, are fully focused on the job at hand and that's that's to beat Celtic on Sunday How much do you think is going to be spent in the summer? I know it, look you could spend a million and get a Morellis or you could spend <clears throat> seven million and um, or five million and get um, you know a Yeti no harm to that player <clears throat> so what do you think though this summer they're going to need because he said four to five new players Yeah and I agree because I think now we're looking at potentially a goalkeeper because if Alan McGregor leaves you need to sign a number one it's as simple as that I still think they need a centre-back even though they signed Davies and, and Suter last year and, and some money was spent on Davies I, th I think a, a centre-back might be required if Kent moves on they'll definitely need a replacement for him the way they're playing at the moment is, is Tillman would he be that type he's a different player mm -hmm. but the way they play he's playing in a similar position and if Alfredo goes, which he probably is, I think they, they need at least one nine, potentially two. Mm -hmm. So I think that would that would be four or five signings for me. I think that that, that what that equates to is four starters. I think goalkeeper, centre back, there's going to need someone in the centre of the pitch. So whether that's in a Ryan Kent position or someone more in a in a Kieran Dowell position, and they definitely need a nine. There's going to need a nine to uh, to play because you're going to have Antonio Cholak, you're going to have Sakala. Again, Michael he's been kind of playing he's played them both together. He's played Morelos through the middle on his own. He's also played Morelos with uh, Sakala. Never really played Morelos and Cholak. He probably looks no. at that the way probably I do. I don't really think it would work, to be honest with you. So I could see there being four, at least probably four players that were going to immediately impact that starting lineup. There may be an extra couple as well, maybe more projects, guys, just to boost the squad. But that's got to be the guts of, what, 10 million? Well, uh, plus you can trade, sorry, you could maybe Kamara, you might get some well, money. You know what? Yeah. I think when you look on it that side of it, Paul, you're looking yeah. at Kamara. Yeah. You're looking at Hadji mm -hmm. as well. I think uh, he'll be looking to get maybe more regular first team football after coming back for his injury. And again, it looks like he's maybe his, his first his kind of start in action and first team action at Rangers might not be as much as what he would like so there's maybe a, play, a couple of players there that could fall into that category that could maybe generate some funds as well I think they need a goal scorer absolutely sure. a goal scorer um, you know can you trust Cholak Wright these guys to go and get 25-30 goals that's what you need you need a Kyogo on your side 
Kenny mm. used to deliver a lot of goals, of course, and it makes a difference. That Strikers win your games. Now, I know there's going to be probably three or four to leave. We know about we know about Kent, we know about Morelos. You need somebody that that can supply, you know, yeah. from a wide area like 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 you expect from Kent. I think the Tillman thing is up in the air. Uh, you know, five million pound. That's going to blow a lot of the budget. I can tell you that for the start. Yeah. Um, so for me, they're thirty goals at the minute. Sorry, twenty nine goals behind Celtic. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why Celtic are top of the league by how many points it is, because they've got goals and they get more goals from, from midfield and different areas. So for me, the number one position, you're going to lose a player that's got over 100 goals for you, Morelos. All right, he's not been brilliant no. in recent times, but Rangers will need a goal scorer and they're not easy to find. It's the hardest thing on the pitch to do is score goals. And, you know, you go into a big club with a lot of expectation sure. on your shoulders. It's different you, when you go to the You've got to hit the ground. Yeah. Sholak will come back in when yeah. he's fit. And I, I've been impressed with Sholak. I think he's done he's done what's asked of him, really. A big centre-forward, brings people in, scores goals, good, good in the air in yeah. both boxes. But for me, it's that 29-goal difference, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I listened to Chris Boyd a couple of weeks ago, he said, "If Rangers don't quite agree with him, but if Rangers had a Kyogo, mm-hmm. then then Rangers would win the league. But obviously, that listen, that's that's yeah. that's a debate for everybody else. But that's what they need. They need a centre forward who is going to deliver 25, 30 goals for them next season to challenge. In my opinion, Kenny. So you're not getting Kyogo. Could you get the second top <laughs> scorer in the country? <clears throat> and he's in Gorgie Road just now, Lauren Shankland. Well, again." If you're going to spend four and five million, because that's what Hearts will ask now, because it seems to be the going rate, you know. And I think our clubs over the years, particularly obviously Celtic, and now I think Rangers followed suit last year. We're starting to get more of a, a well, they're definitely, for me, in my opinion, more of a value for the players now. Whereas mm-hmm. before the Scottish market, even Rangers and Celtic, we just get picked by the English clubs, and and we wouldn't get the same type of fees as what maybe the younger English players would be get. But you look at what Dundee United's have got over the past. Hibs have obviously had a, a long-standing kind of run with, with like, like getting good uh, transfer fees for their players. But if you're going to go and sign Lauren Shankland, who's what is he now? 21, 22 league goals, mm-hmm. 26, yep. 27, all, all in. in. Yep. He's, he's on for a 30 goal season you know I mean Hearts are not going to let him go for a couple of million no. I don't think I think they would want to make top dollar I, th- I think definitely mm. absolutely definitely. but would you pay that then if you were James Bince Brisgrove taking over at Rangers would you I would be reluctant you know I mean I, I, it's, it's easy to say look at somebody who's done it for, for a Hearts or a Hibs or an Aberdeen it's, it's completely different you know when you come in they've got to do their work it worked for to, you and they've got to say hey, well listen it took time you yeah, know it did sure. take time as well so they need like John says somebody to come in and hit the ground running mm-hmm. they need somebody to hit the ground running the way Kyogo did last year and the way and you know what every signing doesn't work that way so listen Lauren Shankler I think it could be a good fit it would cost a bit of money and if you're throwing Tillman into that as well which I'm still not sure he'll, he'll I was be going to ask you what's your, uh, where are we today the 25th of April yeah. we ask you every week both of you what would you do today I, I still think he's, there's a lot to prove I really yeah. do and it's not just about abilities and things it's about it's about the transfer fee and there's another thing for me it that I'm not sure the boy maybe wants to stay Right. And again, I don't know. Yeah, Conversations sure. have been had. Right. I don't yeah. know if he'll, 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 he'll fancy Scottish football. Take the style of football. I just think he might. Mm. I've said it before, that the novelty for some players wears off the representing range in Celtic. Mm. So when you're playing in front of the 50 and the 60,000 and you're going for the Cups and, the, and, the, and you're yeah. fighting for the league, yeah. it's great. That last day you're picking up the trophy, there's nothing better. 
But see on the nights when you're away at Fort Park or you're up at Dingwall or again we've had nights where I think I remember a Celtic team 2008-9 I think it was went up to Inverness on a Tuesday night and we maybe needed something Inverness to do us a turn and they came away with a draw you know they're, they're different nights these days it's not just all the glamour of the Champions League and, and representing Celtic or Rangers Is that where you think what am I doing here? Well not so much that it's just like you know I'm a Bayern Munich player and like, yeah. like could I go back and maybe impact somewhere in the Bundesliga could yeah. I maybe find something in because he's done well I think he's got 12 mm -hmm. goals mm -hmm. for a, a, a player who because he's the one player to be honest with you in the Rangers team he has contributed John's saying about a 25 to 30 goal striker Celtic have also got Maeda on yeah. double figures mm -hmm. Abad on sure. double figures Jota on double figures mm -hmm. Rangers have got Tillman and obviously they've got Tavernier yeah. but this guy's a, a and freak been injured. you know he's a freak yeah, for, sure. like the amount of goals and assists he's having for the, for the full back position but you want your front three or maybe your attacking midfielder I think Lawrence could have been that guy he could yeah. have been I think he was on four when he got injured I think he could have been the guy to get double figures for that that position but Tillman's got 12 goals so he has contributed kind of more so than others on that side of things so you know I'm, I'm still undecided what we don't know we don't see him every day we don't know what about the boy we don't know the relationship he's, he's got with Michael uh, and, and that'll play a big factor in it as well John Harson, you brought it up and I think the Rangers fans are thinking that the jury is out I spoke to Big Peter the other day big Rangers fan at Mercantile Chambers and he's like I'm not sure a lot of them you can see he's talented is he in your team for this weekend Kenny we'll ask you shortly we'll get your team and John as well if everyone's fit I mean there is a doubt about Hitati um, do you think he will play or wait and I, see I, I don't think they'll rush him you know, how, how long has he been yeah. out now I know, I know sometimes some, some players are worth the risk um and, and players today, I know Moy played a couple of weeks ago and he looked way off it, didn't he? Because he'd had a couple of weeks out of the team and he was poor on the day. Uh, but with Itati, uh, I just think that, you know, you look at the weekend and it was uh, it was O'Reilly, um, uh, McGregor. Yep. And who's the other one who played at the weekend? Sorry. And um, Haksabanovic played as well. In, he in, played it, on the right uh, for the for the game at the weekend. We'll find out from Ange in the next few days who is going to be. And it's going to be fascinating. What's the Rangers team for this weekend? What's your Celtic team for the match? It was Awata played, of course, at the Iwata, weekend as well. Sorry, yeah. sorry, uh, and Awata did well. And he's been talking uh, the talk since they were. Celtic don't do that much these days. Mm -hmm. They do mm -hmm. it on the pitch. Ange doesn't like that. Well, what do you think at home or on the way home from work? Give us a call. 0808 17 17 700 with a Crystal Palace and a Rangers fan on. Uh, Martin from Tunbridge Wells nice part of the country Kenny isn't it down there Tunbridge Wells I'm not sure I'm ah, not you sure. must know it's Stockbroker Belt you two the, you're the strikers that's where the money is <laughs> in the game uh, John Hartson you two you're saying nothing just waiting for they take you yeah. up the leagues Paul strikers <laughs> that's what they do let's hear from the two managers again from the weekend Michael Beale started the game quite well big chances fantastic clearance off the line from Alfredo early in the game and then Really good team move. We see Fashion Sakala go through one one on one with the goalie. Borna hits the post and then Nico gets in and shoots where maybe he should give the ball to Malik for a, a simple tap in. So you go in at half time being dominant. First goal is, is obviously a bit of a freak goal. And then I, I didn't really like our reaction for 10 or 15 minutes. I thought we reacted poorly. I thought Aberdeen pressed down well on us. Obviously kept playing forward and pressing down and, and played pressure football. I thought we have to stay in the game in that moment. We have to defend that far post better. In the build-up, there might have been a foul, but we've got to play on and we've got to do our jobs because after that, there'll be chances. And there was. We had another big chance with Rabi. Uh, we have a huge chance with James as well. So we come as an away team today and have six massive opportunities. We take none. So we have to take our medicine and, and go down the road and and push it to one side and focus on next week. 
So that was Michael Beale after the 2 0 defeat uh, against Aberdeen. Ange Postacoglu, that's the first point Celtic have dropped at home all season. 1 1 with Motherwell. It was Callum McGregor who scored first. And then uh, Van Veen who scored for the well. The manager spoke about that, uh, the goal they conceded. Yeah, no, not taking anything away from Kevin. He, he was outstanding and you know, he's had an outstanding season, but that's a real poor goal from our perspective. Uh, it's not a goal we, we've conceded all year and. Um, I guess that's probably you know the biggest disappointment coming out of the game because um, as much as we love to score goals and be attacking, we've also been very, very good defensively and um, that wasn't a great moment. Unlike Celtic to lose points, John, but it's yeah. been quite some run for them, but he wants to get right back on it a week on, well, obviously this weekend yeah. in the Cup and then the League of the and following And that's what good yeah. teams do. Yeah. You know, they bounce back from a... Listen, they didn't get beat. But the problem is, it's not a problem, but... Everybody turns up at Celtic Park. The expectation is huge. Everyone sort of just blow teams away, three, four, five. You know, Motherwell have actually been very, very well organised under Stuart Kettlewell in recent weeks. I think they won six out of the last eight games or something ridiculous like that, considering where they were before um, Kettlewell came in. So sometimes, you know, you have a little bit on off there. Your passing is just a little bit off and the opposition make it a bit more difficult for you. And sometimes you've got to give credit to, to the opposition. Um, Kevin Van Veen, good player. We spoke about Shank, um, Shankland. What do you think about Van Veen? I think he's quality. I think he's yeah. strong. He's a good runner. He's a good, good finisher. What I've seen, he's, he's doing it, you know, for, for Motherwell as well. Um, so... People talk about Shankland and all his goals. I think Kevin Van Veen is is, is somebody that that you know you can put in the same vein. I know I know Shankland has scored more goals. Yeah, only one more though. Twenty four goals. Van Veen. Well, there we are, and, yeah. and I think he's he's something that you know. I'm sure that uh, both Celtic and Rangers will be keeping a close eye in terms of of if you're looking for value for, for players. Um, because otherwise, if you tap into the English market, you're looking at, you know, 10. Well, you're looking at millions and millions of pounds. Sally got to play six million for Kyogo. But the reason why the board let that one uh, through was because Ange knew him. Ange had currently worked with him. And, and they trusted the manager. And the recruitment has been excellent. And we were, gonna, we were talking about earlier on, Rangers, who's going, who's staying. This is where now Michael Beale will earn his crust as a manager. In terms of what players he lets go... And what type of players he, he, he allows to come in. Mm. He has to have a serious sit-down with the board. He might well have done. You know, Kent yep. and Morelos have been huge players for Rangers. We talked about um, we talked about Tillman, you know, £5 million. Some of the supporters are yes. Is he worth the risk? He's young enough. If he does well, you probably sell him for 20 Can he do it in the big games? That's the question. Quick break and then we're back. John Hartson, Kenny Miller. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Find your nearest dealership at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go! 08, 08, 17, 17, 700 every night, uh, Monday to Friday, 5 till 7. Paul Cooney here tonight with Kenny Miller and John Hartson. Tomorrow night here in the studio, it's going to be Andy Walker and Craig Moore. John, you'll probably be like me tomorrow evening, just uh, here somewhere in Scotland, beautiful Scotland. But the match of the day in the UK is down south tomorrow, Man City against Arsenal. And that's where you're going to be, Kenny Miller. Absolutely is. I'm looking forward to it. It was, uh, it was a little man's birthday last week, so yeah. Adam did at Liverpool at the weekend yeah. and we're going down to City Arsenal tomorrow. And I've just been reading on the, the news there. They're saying it's not a title decider. Both Arteta and Pep are saying it's not been a title decider, but it's going to go a big, big way to deciding where the title will go, that's for sure. So cannot wait. It's a real tactical game. Two top teams, two top managers. The, the groups of players and the talent that's going to be on show is going to be sensational, so cannot wait. 
John should come in at this point because he Absolutely, was predicting, yeah. to be fair, Champions League, Bayern Munich against uh, Man yeah. City. You predicted it, John. And I was and laughed at. In the studio, I was laughed at. There are only two I didn't have a little chuckle. I, 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 said, chuckle. I said, City would put three on Bayern Munich tonight and yeah. I heard a few little laughs oh, in, the, in the background. So, but I anyway. almost fell off my seat, John. <laughs> <laughs> what do um, we know? Yeah. But Arsenal, I think, I personally, I think they've blown it. I think so, John. They blown yeah, the league. Yeah, they, yeah. they were 2 up against Liverpool. They, yeah. they were 2 up against uh, West Ham. West Ham. <laughs> And obviously they came from behind against Southampton, so sure. that's that's a big six points, you know. That you they, didn't that see that coming. Got. Nobody did really, you know. Top versus they've bottom. done it the last right. two or three seasons, but they they blew the the Champions League attempt. But this season, for whatever I love Arsenal, I think Saka can win a game yeah. on his own. Naughty guard, you know. What if they I win? They got what if they win place. tomorrow night, John? If they win, they put themselves in in in, in, uh, in position A again. Do they yeah. have to win? I don't. I can't see them winning personally. Yeah. I follow Arsenal yeah, I a lot, and I think I think they're a bit tepid at the minute. I think they're lacking yeah. confidence. Three draws in the last three games. Where they, they should have at least won one of them. They should have beaten Southampton at home. You know, for me personally, I I think they're just choking slightly. Um, I really do. I can't see City losing with the players and Haaland, De Bruyne, and they've been over the course these players many times. De, Haaland's been doing it at Dortmund. All the Man City players, they've, they've won league after league. I think this is, what, is this going to be their fifth title? Fourth uh, in a six, row? Yeah. Or something no, like that. Some, one some, of those ones, but four out of five, isn't it? That's what and then, do you know yeah. what, Paul? When yeah. you've been there, and it's almost like riding the crest of a wave, yeah. you know, they've been over the course so many times, they, they have a know-how, mm. how to get the job done. And I feel that's where City are now. And I think they feel ever so lucky mm. that Arsenal have let them back in. Who's going to win tomorrow night, Kenny? Yep, got to, I've got to, I've got to agree with John now yeah, after indeed. last week's prediction so yeah. I'm going to go who's your boy support Ken? Yeah. no he's actually he, he just for fun nah, he's like, yeah. he loves Mo Salah so it was don't you yeah. see them as well, was it? And, uh, it was brilliant you know, yeah. it, was, it wasn't a great first first half I mean Liverpool were, were in a lot of control but they never there wasn't much chances but it just kicked off straight away after mm. half time Liverpool went ahead Forrest bit back Liverpool yeah. went back ahead Forrest bit back again and then Mo Salah popped up the winner so yeah. everybody yeah. was a winner and, and the boys uh, got, managed to get a picture with Stevie G as well oh, he was at the game oh, was, brilliant. Uh, yeah. so we managed to get a wee picture of the boy. it was a good day for the boys so tomorrow it's some stadium isn't it tomorrow I just need to get find some way to yeah. meet Haaland uh, the well, for the boy he want to meet you there's no question uh, yeah. Yeah, well, Brennan sure, Johnson yeah. hit the crossbar yeah. didn't he I think before Liverpool got the winner yeah. might have been he did. it was a good chance yeah, yeah he yeah. went through and he hit, yeah. the, hit the crossbar what's your favourite stadium in England oh you know it's, it's, it's too hard to protect because you, you go in the older school ah, ones you sure. go Anfields and you even Stamford mm. Bridges and, and then obviously Old Trafford but then you've got the new ones the you've Tottenham. got Wembley you've mm. got to- I've, never, I've never been to Tottenham or played there Not yet. I played at the Etihad mm. played at uh, obviously Wembley the new ones are, are something else and apparently t- I mean, the Tottenham one is, oh, is yeah. out of this world you know so, it's, uh, so there's too many too mm. many to mention brilliant arenas good atmospheres favourite place in Scotland to play out with Ibrox yeah, what no, would you say I would be going to Celtic Park with Rangers because there is a, like the atmosphere yeah. inside and I've said it before I think a lot of the the opposing team's players like to go to the, the other team's stadium because of the because yeah. of the hostility because of the atmosphere and the, and how, uh, how how tough an atmosphere is because yeah. that's when that's when you find out about yourself how sure. how much you can stand up to these kind of situations being a Rangers player going to Celtic Park or Celtic player going to Ibrox in that kind of the heat of the battle and, and that atmosphere that's again the majority against you it's, that's when you need to bring your best it's going to be, we'll find out John's favourites in a few moments we're going to go back on the lines of course Saturday it's Falkirk against Inverness Sunday 
it's Rangers Celtic or Celtic Rangers I was asking who's the home team but in fact apparently they always take the same dressing rooms the yep. Rangers take the home one yep. at, at Hamden and Celtic the away one didn't realise that on the line now Connor big Rangers fan hi Connor hi Paul Kenny John how are you doing hi Connor good Hello. thanks you what's on your mind Ah, yeah, a couple of things really. Um, you know, first of all, it's like getting into this game at the weekend. Um, I must say, after seeing what I seen on Sunday, that's given me a bit of a cause for concern that I didn't necessarily have before it because I feel as if we're just, you know, we had so many chances on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I know Aberdeen were great, I know they defended brilliantly, but we had some cracking chances that yeah. we did not take. And you won't get as many good chances as that against Celtic. And I'm looking at our squad currently with who's fit, and I'm thinking, I don't see who who's who's the goal scorer, who's going to grab that game by the scuff of the night and take the chances. I mean, you look at that game on Sunday, and Michael Beale, and I must say, I, I'm quite critical of Michael Beale on Sunday, not for the start lineup because he's not a choice, but how he manages the game in terms of 2 nothing down at Aberdeen with 15, 20 minutes to go, he's made one sub. He's got Arfield warming up, mm-hmm. then sits him back down for five, six minutes, then brings him on. Kenny, what did you think at that moment? Yeah. You know, I, I was actually working at the game and I'd called it maybe 10 minutes even before. I thought that it was it was tailor-made for yeah. Scott. I think mm-hmm. it was actually before the second goal. I thought that just the way the game was going, he impacts games, Scotty, you know, with his, his forward runs, with his clever play. He's a, he's a goal threat. I just felt that I felt that Tillman had run his race within the game, and I looked at the. I mean, Michael said it himself that he felt there wasn't a great reaction after the goal, and I, when the goal went in, I was watching the Rangers team, like the players, and you could see there was three or four of them were kind of trying to g, but there was also another two or three or kind of mm. a bit sheepish. It yeah. didn't look like they wanted to know, and I just felt uh, I felt Tillman had kind of had run his race, like, and I felt maybe Arfield coming on for listen. What do I know? I mean, Michael's paid the big bucks to make the decisions, but I know Scotty Arfield impacts games, and I yeah, felt if I remember right, Kenny, sorry, didn't Arfield get a double really late on oh, in the did. game yeah, against there. Aberdeen, yeah. and sometimes. You go back to things like that. Mm, Am I right, Kenny? You know, as a striker, you yeah. you score at certain places. You just get a little bit like the ball goes mm. your way. And I think from Scott Arfield's point of view, he'd have been thinking about the last mm. time Rangers of were course. at Aberdeen, and he'd have been but saying, if, if you're you asking, know, if you're asking yeah. about a Scott Arfield in that type of scenario where you're sitting on the mm. bench and you're thinking, right, the team's getting beat or something needs to happen, they need a goal. The games I think over semi-final last year when Scotty comes on and effectively gets the equaliser and, and gives Rangers the momentum to then go on and win the game and then you think of the Aberdeen game it was only a couple of months ago and Michael's second game they're 2-1 down in the 90th minute he gets the equaliser and gets the winner and I, John's right sometimes Lightning does strike twice yep. and I just felt wasn't it not even about that I just felt the game was maybe suited for him and and, uh, and Connor's right it looked like he was coming on with maybe 10 minutes to go and then he sat back down I think it was around about 86 minutes that he came on uh, so he needs to be a bit bolder, yeah. No, you know, yeah. in this particular game, he never made he never made okay. the early goals. It's not as if it's a trait in Michael's Good. management that it doesn't make changes. Mm. He obviously no. just felt. I mean, they were still creating chances. Mm. You know, they never played great. I'll tell you the biggest thing for me. I thought they panicked. So the reaction to when they went two 0 down, they started to play football that I didn't expect that team to play. They were just playing more hopeful, long, direct balls, mm. and you're putting up to guys who were not really 
kind of doing that mm. type of job anyway. Rangers are better like when they have the control and Cantwell's getting on the ball and Raskin's getting on the ball and playing forward passes through the lines like he does ever so well. Tillman's picking the ball up on the half turn and behind the, the midfield and that's where they get their joy with Sakala running and the threats of Morelos and I just felt the panic, the reaction wasn't great. Connor, what do you want to see happen on Sunday then? Well, listen, I think first and foremost on Sunday, uh, you, you've got to be We've got to be taking the chances that we get if we can get them. Um, obviously, ideally, you'd want to see Ryan Kent back in the squad, um, despite whether he might go on some criticisms he gets. Clearly, he's a key player for us, and we do miss him when he's not there. Yeah. Um, I imagine he will be. Ideally, you, I want us to have a stronger bench, mm-hmm. because I must say, and I've not against the young lads, but that bench on Sunday is as weak a bench as I've seen us have in a good couple of years now, and it's mm-hmm. Absolutely symptomatic of how the sleep at the wheel that the board have been. Obviously, there's a lot of changes. Robertson leaving now as well. Fine, let's get the fresh people in. But that that kind of bench, even with injuries, you've got to have decent players to cover. Are you going to play Morellas? Uh, we've got the news in a moment. What would you do, Connor? Morellas? Well, I think it, it will be Morellas because he's the only one that's I was you know fully fit. I don't think Chilwell would be fit enough to start, but. Morelos has got to get in amongst it. He's got to get in behind, make those kind of runs in behind that we didn't see in the League Cup final when there was opportunities to do so. Can he um, still do that, do you think? I think he can still do it. I think he's going to have to put in an enormous amount of effort, but then that's that's his job. You know, if he wants to win another cup, another trophy at Rangers um, in a big game like that, then, then he's got to, you know, step up and put the work in I think he's capable um, I think obviously he needs the, the right service and the right delivery but if he just gets himself into the areas to be fair you know the likes of Tillman and Kent and you know Sakala you know they'll do most of the running for him he just needs to be where the, you know in the right area to get the ball and put it in the net Alright we'll hear more from John and Kenny on that after the news there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The countdown's on. Five sleeps to go before the Old Firm Cup semi-final on Sunday. 1.30 kick-off at Hamden and uh, 24 hours earlier, or in fact 23 hours earlier, it's Inverness against Falkirk. Uh, both of you know Stephen McGinn really well. You know both clubs. That's going to be that's going to be a good game as well. What about Falkirk, your old team this time last year, Kenny? Can they do it? Will they do it against that's Inverness? They can do it. Yeah. Will they do it? Is is up to how the how the players turn up and perform on the on the day. But they've definitely got it in them. They've shown they can beat like decent teams of that at that level uh, in the previous round. So. It'll be a good game, but it's a wonderful opportunity for both clubs to take themselves into the showpiece fixture at the end of the season. What advice if he was in the studio here? He's here on Thursday. What would you say to Stephen? I don't know. Enjoy it for a start. Mm. Uh, again, try and not have any regrets. I know that's pretty generic and yeah. say it, but again, just go go on. Like, you have to try and. T- I don't know how these guys prepare. You know, everybody's different. Every player's different. But you need to be ready just to bring your best, your, your best foot forward. Because you know what. 
Cup finals don't come around too often, you know, or cup semi-finals, but this is a wonderful opportunity for both sets of players uh, to go. I mean, for Stephen, he could be leading a team out. You know, he yeah. could be leading a team out in a Scottish Cup final. That'll be a day. I mean, his brother gets so much, you know, yeah. of the, 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 the starlight and with the career it's in, rightly so, with, yeah. with the wonderful player he is. But this could be a chance for him to lead a team out in a Scottish Cup final, you know. It's, uh, I say, they, 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 they don't come around too much. I remember when I left Rangers in 2011, I thought I might never play in another old firm game. Mm. I, I might never play in a Cup final again, you know. And mm. fortunate enough, came back and, and did have like, these opportunities, you know. But it's a, it's a wonderful chance for, for both teams to go and make the showpiece fixture at the end of the season you know and they'll go on as massive underdogs but you know what stranger things have happened in football we've seen it so many times over the years John special moments you and Kenny have had so many cup finals what would you say to Stephen to well, enjoy I, this I, cup think, I think as a team you, you, you can't feel um, overawed you know you're going up against a team that are in a that are one up in the league aren't they um, from Falkirk and you leave everything out there. You don't leave things in the dressing room. You know, you get together, you rally, you need good spirit, you need a good uh, camaraderie when you go. And you've got to believe. You know, you've got to believe. You can't be respecting people. You can respect them afterwards yeah. and before, but you've got to believe when you get out there that you can win the game, you know, ultimately. And as Kenny just said many times, it's it's a great opportunity to to get to a, to a final mm. against Celtic or Rangers. You know, what what... You know they might never get that opportunity again. Absolutely, yeah, of about, course, Kenny. And, and what you talk about in, in games, like, we, we talk about it going into this game, and, and there'll be a topic of conversation on this show probably. Where's the game going to be won and yeah. lost? And everybody yeah. will talk about the midfield battle, and we'll talk about control, <laughs> and we'll talk about McGregor going up against a Lundstrom or a Raskin, mm. and all that kind of stuff. The games are won and lost on on, on, on moments. You know, you've just heard Michael Beale talk about being in full control of the game. You have, I think, the Huds. 79% of possession in the first half against Aberdeen they had four moments big moments in the game to take the lead for 1-2 even 3-0 they never took them Aberdeen never even had a moment in the 1-0 up because it was it was that the shot for John Skills brilliant yeah. play by the way initially stepping in aggressive yeah. defending front foot defending to go and take the ball off Morelos and then he gets his luck by, by he tries to put a cross and it goes in they take their moment Great ball in, wonderfully executed pass and a really good head and you're 2-0 up and all of a sudden that strong defensive unit that's gave nothing away. So that'll apply to, that'll apply to Falkirk and Inverness at the weekend. When their players get their moments, you have to be there and ready to take them. The next day, it's uh, the big two. Uh, 1.30 at Hamden. Brilliant. There's going to be the fans there from both sides, which is the... We'll not see that for, uh, well, probably cup games next season, unless there's a change of heart. Uh, in the last hour, Rangers have had an appointment. They've said that James Bisgrove is going to be the club's new chief executive, a new position uh, from the summertime, and the managing director, Stuart Robertson, is leaving the club. So, Rangers fans, is that going to make any difference to you? What's going to happen this weekend? Michael Beale looking forward to the game. But listen, they're not saying much. Let's hear from both managers. What are they saying about the game on Sunday? Well, I think next week will just take care of itself because it's a huge game. It's a, it's a derby. Our team hopefully will be different by one or two players as well, but it's a complete different way the game will be played. All right, different by one or two players. We'll come back to that. Ange Postacoglu was asked the same question. No, different. I mean, it's uh, it's not like our training needs to change. Our training's good. Uh, we'll analyse it, review it, look at our wounds um, and get ready for a big game. Getting ready for the big game. John, your Celtic lineup. do you want to give us it? If you if, if, if they're fit, then we can obviously discuss Hattati. We don't think he is going to play. So... Well, I think it'll be the normal back four. Yeah. Um, as we saw, uh, Taylor, Starfelt, uh, Carter, Vickers, um, 
Johnson yep. and and Hart. McGregor plays. Um, I think if Hattati's fit, which I don't know if he will be, he definitely comes in alongside McGregor, um, O'Reilly, and maybe Uwata or Moy, uh, maybe. Um, and then, of course, it goes without saying for me, I think Maeda starts on the left or the right. I think they switch anyway during the game. Um, Jota has to come back in if fit. And Kyogo, and I, th- I don't think Celtic will, will... They won't differ from the way they play. They'll get forward, they'll get their full-backs forward, they'll, they'll create that that extra man in the middle of the park. They'll try and find the, the you know the spare man. Um, they'll get it wide, they look to get balls in, they'll get McGregor pushing forward, threading those through the eye of the balls into Kyogo, making great runs, playing on playing on the Rangers' defenders' shoulders and, and then you're looking for them to take their chances. Both teams are capable of winning the game. I believe myself that Celtic have better players uh, and, and they're a better team. And I think if Celtic play to their maximum, mm-hmm. Rangers are very strong. I think they're gritty. They don't give up. Um, and for me, I just think if Celtic are slightly off, Paul, then you know it allows Rangers to get an opportunity. But Celtic like to control mm-hmm. and dominate possession, right? That that's what they like to do. They like to pass. They like to keep it away from the opposition, and they get it. They get it from one side to the other. They play through the middle. They they pass it at the back. Rangers in the last couple of games haven't allowed Celtic to do that. They pressed high because they know that's what Celtic like yep. to do. They Got like to faces. be in control. Yep. They like to keep possession. Rangers in the last couple of games I've seen against Celtic haven't allowed Celtic control of the football and to play what Ange calls their football. So Rangers, it takes hard work, it takes organisation, high press to not allow Celtic to have it all their own way in terms of dominating the football. And that's where I think Rangers will start and they'll think in the last couple of games against Celtic, we've got in their faces, we've not allowed them to play and I think that's one of the only ways for me. Of course, Rangers have to take their chances as well. That's one of the only ways. If Rangers can keep that high tempo on that press up for 90 minutes, that's what I see them get, uh, having a little chance to win the game. Kenny, first question on that. Can you go to the Celtic team? What would you do? Do you think Celtic will change anything nah. from what John said? No, I think... Uh... I mean, and just hinting that Hattati might not be fit. If Hattati's fit, he plays. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That, I, think yeah. that, I think we'll agree on that. And the only spot will be available, whether it'll be, whether it'll be a water or, or Hattati, if, if Hattati's fit. If Hattati's fit, he'll play. I think O'Reilly's done enough. Again, we've talked about this going into the no last way. game as no well. I don't think so. I, no. Well, again, I like O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. I do like Moy as well, and he's had a wonderful season. Obviously, he was, he was off. He was way off the yeah. boil in the, in the last game. O'Reilly came on. But I think O'Reilly's maybe done enough over the last few mm-hmm. weeks uh, maybe to keep, keep that spot. So I would imagine it'll be... Listen, Moy might play if, if Hattati's no well, The good thing yeah. we know is whatever team starts won't be the team that Not finishes. Sure. Yeah. 60 minutes. Zanz likes to make in three or four changes. Well, I, think, I, think there's only, I think there's only that one spot. So Awata, mm-hmm. Hattati yeah. or, uh, or Moy. If Hattati's fit, he plays. What about, the rest the same. What about Maeda? Would you? I mean, say a badder is fun. Ange loves him in, 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 in the big, yeah. Yeah. big sort of pitch, energy levels, pace. He plays you know, all the time now as well, John. He, 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 he plays all the time. And again, mm-hmm. I, I, I've said it many a time. If that front three was Jota left, a badder right, and Kyogo, I think from an attacking sense, I think it's better. Because I think they, those wingers are better and they can bring more than what maybe Maeda can. But there's two sides to the game. Mm-hmm. 
you know, yeah, and sure. his work rate and he his loves pace, that, and he? yeah. he's popped up. I, mean, I think sure. he is on double figures for goals as well, Maeda this year. So yeah. he's popping up with some goals. He scored against Rangers. Uh, I mean, as is a bad. I mean, his record in the old firm games is excellent. But yeah. th- that that'll be the team. I think John John pretty much nailed it. There's that one spot. Is that if it, if not, it'll be a wat on Moy. And what about John's point there about Rangers? Uh, they got in the faces of Celtic just the other week, but they didn't manage then to convert that and, and to get the win. They weren't offensive enough. What are Rangers going to do then? What's what's your Rangers lineup and how are they going to uh, overcome Celtic for the first time this season? Well, I think it'll be McGregor, Tav, Goldson. I'm now kind of yep. swither because I think Goldson will be right. I think he'll be fat. Mm-hmm. If he's not fat again, the back four will pick itself up or back five will pick so, itself up. It'll be yeah. Tav. Uh, Suter, Davies and Barisic but yeah. I think Goldson will be fit I think Goldson will play is it going to be Davies or Suter it's a big call to leave Davies out considering he's playing but he has made a few mistakes of late uh, even, at, even at the game on Sunday he was lit off the one when they yeah. went through and McGregor had to make a save and they might give Suter the nod right. in there, yeah. maybe do you like Suter? I still think he's again he's another one that has to find his feet as a Rangers player he's had that, another really poor injury at the start of the season which I'll, I mean it's, it's horrendous sure. to keep seeing him picking these injuries up and you hope he can stay fit and healthy because at that point he gives himself the best chance of being a good Rangers player at the moment you still need to you still need to see it again he had that, that costly error in the last game as well so that's one one decision for Michael if Goldson is fit which I hope he is uh, who plays alongside him Barisic will play I think now in the absence of Jack I think Lundstrom will play inside Baraskin Kent's fit I think Kent plays mm. Cantwell will play Morelos will play and the other so it'll be Sakala or Tillman up front again in the deployed Tillman in that role the last time uh, at Celtic Park and John's right the way they played off the ball was really really impressive mm. I think on the ball they had their moments they could be better with the, the the footballers that are in that team. I think they can be better. They can give more in, in, a, in an on-the-ball sense. But there was so much focus because when you think of Celtic, you're right, you think of the control, you think of the domination, you think of them getting you back into your your half of the pitch and them just building attack after attack after attack. Rangers took that away. And it was like there was so much of a focus on it. Maybe it was a lot of energy went in because we know it's hard work yep. when you're when you're running off the ball. And particularly the strikers, you're, you're pressing centre-back, you're dropping on to Cal McGregor. You're pressing centre-back, you're on Cal McGregor like Tillman was. So it's a lot of energy and I just felt they could have yeah. been better on I thought, the ball. I thought Rangers' game plan really worked. Um, but without really being... They weren't creative enough. They yep. never created enough opportunities you know uh, and, and for me it was a case of they wanted more from Kent a mm-hmm. little bit more from Morales the key men tell men um, your key men have to turn up in these games you you know and, and that's what you normally find you know you, you're better players the, the more reliable players the ones who are who are stick-ons to play every week they have to play well and then the others then feed off sort of that energy you know the, the big mm-hmm. players give you Morelos used to be a big player yeah. at Rangers. He's all of a sudden dropped his levels. But again, he is he is more than capable of rolling yeah. rolling someone mm-hmm. on the edge of the box and hitting one and scoring a great goal. We've seen him do it. Is he capable of that now? Time will tell. And I think when you've seen the opportunities that Kent had in that, that game where the, the press was excellent, the organisation and the discipline, it was excellent. They were forcing Celtic in errors, particularly Moy. Mm-hmm. He goes to play one round the corner blind. Kent gets it. Bang. He's at Carter Vickers 1v1. But it was like there was... I mean, see, when I seen that, I'm thinking, oh, here we go. Kent's mm. going to do the Kent step over and it's like a, it's electric when he does it and then he gets it right and there's no defender can live with it. Yeah. He kind of went at him, maybe never quite had the belief. He turned away. Celtic players flood back and it came to nothing. 
The score goes 3-2. They nick it again. Kent's again right at the heart of that that, that Celtic defence edge of the box. This time he does, he slips Morelos. You're thinking, go and pull the trigger. Morelos cuts back yeah, on his I left agree. foot. Totally they turn agree. away, it comes to nothing. They're the big moments that you're talking about. They're goal-scoring chances if you're decisive and quick with your actions and with the quality that, that these players have got, there should have been an end product to it and nothing came here. And I just feel on the other side of the game for Celtic... Mm. I think there would have been something there. A Kyogo would have shifted and shot. Yeah. It would have been a Jota yeah. would have done something, you know. I think a, a, Lund- a, a Lundstrom, for instance, if he plays, I think he will play, has to be incredibly disciplined because Celtic hurt players, just the, the McGregors and the Hatatis, they break. Yeah. Uh, and one of them breaks off, you know, when it's wide, they'll go, they'll gamble. And the, you've got to track runners. You've got to follow them into the box if if you're that deep lying midfield player for the opposition. So it's a big onus mm. because Celtic do it so well and they've got two or three players who really want to get in that box and score a goal. So your, your defensive one or possibly two when you're defending, you've got to track runners. That's where Celtic are very good. And ultimately, that game again, it was it was won and lost on on a Celtic were great. I mean, it was a brilliant game. I thought. I thought the two of them played yeah. really, really well in the game. But you can't afford errors like that and gift a Kyogo a shot for six yards, and right in front of Alan McGregor. You can't give a short back pass and a loud draw. You do that, you'll get punished against that team. You know, and like Rangers had the half chances. I mean, Morelos for me should score in these games. Mm. You yep. start the second half, you, that ball falls on his right foot mm. with the record that he's got, a goal scoring record. That's a brilliant chance in a big game. You've got to take it because yeah. otherwise, all the talk afterwards was how wasteful you were, how uncreative you were. But if you take one or two chances, there you go. Goals change games. Goals, you know, they yeah. did on Goals Sunday games, at the yeah. They change games, they change the momentum, they change the mindsets of the teams and players because they affect people in a negative way, potentially, if you're not the right way, kind of, with the right strong mindset, like it did at the weekend range. It yeah. really, really affected, the goals affected Rangers in a really bad way in the weekend. Look at the possession that you said, virtually 80-20. Yeah, yeah, 79%. Full control. Yeah, full control. It's goals that count. Goals on Sunday, surely, for the game. Uh, Rangers at the weekend losing 2-0 at Petordry. The manager was asked, is this uh, a wake-up call? It's the reality of Scottish football for some players. I think Aberdeen looked like they're, they're back to their old self, if you like, under Derek. Quite front foot, quite aggressive in the way they play. You could see what it meant to them at the end, and that's fine. You know, it's a, it's a rivalry. You could see what it meant to them to, to get the win. And I think it's a warning sign for us going into next year. We've gone away from home and blew quite a few teams away. But next year, that sort of result will be hugely damaging to us. So it's an eye-opener for one or two players. And the lesson for the team is, when you get the opportunities that we had today, you have to take them in any game of football against any opponent, but certainly here. A real edge to the game, John. I'm just not sure there whether... Listen, this is not a pot shot at Michael Beale at all, but... I'm just not sure if he needed to say Derek there. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, it's it's Barry Robson who's doing the hard work now. We've mm-hmm. had a couple of managers since that. Derek left Aberdeen two or three yeah. seasons ago. Yeah. I think he meant you know, it as a compliment, though, that they were back to that intensity. Maybe? No? I don't, well, I don't know. I, I just yeah. think, you look at the other manager that, that they've had, they've had two or three managers... But three or sure. four. Well, Stephen Glass and then I think he'd uh, be Jim, better Jim off Goodman. saying, well, yeah. credit right. to Barry Robson, he's won his last seven games. Yeah. You know, he's in great form. Barry's got them playing really well rather than bring back Derek who left three years ago and they've had four or five managers since then. 
Kenny? Listen, Barry's yeah. done a brilliant job. There's no getting away from it. I'm absolutely delighted for him. I wasn't that delighted for him uh, kind of six o'clock on Sunday right enough. Was it a long was, drive uh, back for you? Was no, it the helicopter? I absolutely yeah. flew down. So I, did, <laughs> I flew down uh, speed limits, obviously. Indeed. Uh, yeah. But uh, it was uh, a brilliant result for him. And you know, and it's one of these results that I was really interested in the game, uh, like for both sides, to see how obviously Rangers would set up and see how they would play because, again, the, the inconsistencies of their performances. Uh, but also for Barry because when you look at the teams he had, beat, he had obviously a wonderful result against Hearts and that run of six straight wins prior to Rangers. But then I think the other five were kind of against the like, like the bottom of the yeah. like the bottom half teams. Sure. Uh, you would expect Aberdeen to win them, even though they were in a poor run. But this was a real test for Barry and his team, a real test against one of the best teams in the country. And you know what? They stood up to it. The players gave it. That's always a good sign when you're watching it for a manager when the players are absolutely throwing their body in the line yeah. and it helps when they've got something to protect because mm. they had a goal yeah. then two goals to lead yeah. to protect but the players Paul it coming in he was, he was an absolute yeah. colossus at mm. the weekend massive player throwing himself arguing with everybody he could <laughs> argue at the end whether it be Michael yeah. on the touchline yeah. or Morelos he's telling up to get up and Cantwell he was having a go at everybody in the midfield Ramadani was outstanding yeah. and he probably went under the radar but he covered every blade of grass and he came back just in time obviously with uh, Graham Shinney being absolutely. out absolutely yeah. and he just he filled in that big void that was going to be left for Shinney so I'm mm. delighted for Barry well, you know and yeah. I think I, I said had he got fourth I think he deserved the job mm. yeah. it looks like he could kick on and get go one better and get third I don't know what he jinx him because I know I've listened to him so many times <laughs> yeah. it's game by game Barry yes. I know I know what you're yeah. doing yeah. but he's, he's earned the right now I think well, he's, he's cleared he's, up he's oh, earned the yeah. right absolutely right you know he's worked under managers he's, he's, he's done his apprenticeship as an assistant if you like and the way he talks the way he comes he knows yeah. the game you know he, he worked but under Strachan and one or two other senior managers and um, would you give him the job, John? I would. Yeah. I, I would because I think there's a, there's many a managers that have gone in there and not succeeded in yeah. the last couple of seasons. And he's gone in, he's got seven wins on the bounce. Mm -hmm. He might lose his next four. I don't think he will. Mm -hmm. But I just think he, he he's clued up. He knows the game. He knows the club. Yeah. He's had a long time up there. He knows what the supporters want, you know, and it's... And the style and the, and, the, and the way they play. They're given every, and always against Rangers, and they'll always compete, but they're competing in every game now. And, I'd, be, um, I'd be interested yeah. to see in the last time a team outside of the old form won seven games in a row, mm, yeah. because it's no mean feat. It really isn't. And again, I've said it, I've said it many times, forget his results and his, his team's performances and the seven game, uh, like one and run. Yeah. I think he's showed some really, really good judgment and, and management by bringing in Agnew as his assistant. I think, bring, again, he That's made some big move. calls. Yeah. Big calls when he first stepped into the job, he got rid of his captain. Immediately. He went down, down the road mm. on loan. Sure. He brought Graham Shinney back to the club, which was, for me, another masterstroke. Did they sign he, him for next season? Well, I, I, see I, I think we've seen, we've seen there's yep. potentially bids accepted, there's a deal there to be yep. done. I think it would be a big signing for them again, bringing him back. He knows the club again, giving him the armband straight away as well. It just mm. There's a real intent. I think he showed some really, really good uh, judgment and some big decisions that he's made early in, this, in his managerial career. More calls in a moment. 08, 08, 17, 17. 700, John Hartson, Paul Cooney and Kenny Miller as we hear that uh, yeah, Wigan prepared to sell Graham Shinney back to Aberdeen Celtic manager Ange Postacoglu has been speaking to Celtic TV this afternoon and he said um, it would have been good to have a, an earlier home game in the post-split matches it's game number three because they play Hearts away uh, a week on Sunday Rangers in a couple of weeks uh, Saturday the 13th of May and not back in the East End until the 20th of May and John that's what you said about an hour ago on the programme as well he's just saying it would have been great to be in front of 60,000 um, and enjoy winning the title 
Yeah, and um, there's not a lot you can do about it other than yeah. other than say what he thinks. Um, it's the SPFL that that have had a look at the fixtures, but I totally agree with him. I think on the back of the the um, the season that Celtic have had, they've won both uh, trophies on offer up to now the League Cup. They've been very very convincing in the league, and and I I personally would have liked to have won the league to celebrate lifted the trophy in front of your home fans at Celtic. They might still do. It's, it's they might not... still do. They might get beat by Hearts and Rangers and have to lift it against it. Man. <laughs> It's a bit well, presumptive to think that you're just going to go to Tynecastle yeah. and Ibrox and, and, and have it done, you know. Particularly the way the talk's been going all season. That oh no, nothing's done mm. until it's done, you know. There's no any, we're not taking anything for granted, but you still expect to win against Sure. Right. Well, yeah, but it, nothing is done. And I'm sure if we, when we hear, he will be careful what he said. I'm sure he said it would be good to have a, a game sooner. Uh, at home, so they've got yeah, two they do, at home, three away. It, if yeah. they do win it, if they do win it, John had them won the league already. Yeah, yeah but if they, do, the if they do win yeah. the league, then they can always have a, a oh. homecoming party and just open up Celtic Park, and the boys can come out with a trophy. I know it won't be a league sort of game atmosphere, yeah. but they can always do that. So get all the fans in and enjoy the day. I've done that before as well. I'm sure you've yeah, been yeah. in a situation like that before. We won the league at Easter Road and come back and it was like ten thousand fans turned up at Ibrox and it has a brilliant atmosphere. Yeah, you know yeah. when you're, you're you're coming back to your own stadium with a trophy. It's something you'd like to worry about at Rangers, isn't it? Well, absolutely, to, you would. You know, yeah. again, you wouldn't care where you want it. You yeah. know, it's it's mm. uh, a league. It's everything. You start at the, end, the start of a season. You want to be lifting that league trophy. To, to be honest, I don't think though. I know he says he like to have a home game. There might be, yeah. like you say, when you hear it, it might be some different sure. completely. But it's uh, once the league's done, that's the. Uh, it's job done yeah, it's just really the fans are so loyal they're so, they're mm. so patriotic you know they're so for their club yeah. you know both sides they've got fantastic supporters and they want to do it oh well the SFA should have just gave them two home games at the start they, 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 they want to do it in front of their home <laughs> crowd let's not get away from that loyal they are indeed <laughs> uh, what do you think um, actually listen does it really it does matter for the fans but it's a tough job to try and sort out all the fixtures you watch you don't want they don't want it to be um, at Ibrox just because you know, for fans and all the rest of it I know there's no opposition fans but uh, that must be one of the toughest things to try and get the last five games because TV as well has a say in in uh, which games go when I think I think this year though I've had a less headache trying to worry about the fixtures because yeah. of how it's going to impact the league because the league title is going to be going to Celtic Park yeah. everybody knows sure. that it's just a case of when it's going to be going there. So I think they've probably not had too much of a headache as much as somebody sure. will still be moaning about something oh, about going away for home maybe us, three times or going at home three <laughs> yeah, times. Or, but, but it's not us. Ange thinks it. Yeah, indeed. So we could talk about it. The Celtic managers just yeah. said that he would have loved to have yeah. done it at home. Here's another one for you. What do you think of this? It came in this afternoon. The UEFA president, Alexander Seferin, has hinted that the Champions League final could be played in the USA in future seasons. Speaking to Men in Blazers, he said discussions have been held about staging competitive games away from Europe. Venues for the final have decided up until 2025. But Seferin says it's possible a decider could head for the USA after that. Do they not know there's a credit crunch to people? I mean, who can afford to Madness. suddenly go to America? Absolutely. Are they Madness. kidding? The, the people's game. Madness. Remember yeah. a few Ch years ago Ch when Arsenal yeah. played Chelsea in yeah. the 
uh, Europa League final and they played it in Azerbaijan. Yeah, Two right. London clubs. I know. What, what about you know? Madness. But but you know what? These things, Paul, are set in stone at the are, start yeah. of the tournament. You, see, with that you can't all of a sudden sure. change because of the teams. Because you know, I'll tell you what. We'll compensate you. We'll put that back a year or something. I mean, that was crazy. Two London clubs going to Azerbaijan. Exactly. But, but Azerbaijan is one thing. Yeah. Going to the states. Yeah, is, is, you've played in the states. Is, so is another, yeah. you know, not that uh, further, is it? Well, it depends what cost. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. On. Yeah. You play there, the West Coast. Yeah. Respect to the man sure. who's been there. Yeah. Done it, yeah. Did you enjoy it in America? Listen, it was good. I mean, it's a really good way of life. And you're, I mean, I was obviously in Canada, but yeah, but indeed, sorry, North, less, but it's, North yeah, America. What yeah. a wonderful place to live, Vancouver is. You yeah. know, absolutely sensational. He was the groover from Vancouver for a time, wasn't he? <laughs> I told you, great city. Up, actually, yeah. <laughs> don't go as far as Newfoundland, yeah. though. Yeah, you no, don't go as far as we up the north. No. Oh, not at no. all. What was the other was down? Home of that family was the west coast. Yeah. Or, or east. There's quite a few Hartsons there. Uh, are there? Yeah. yeah, such an unusual second name, but yeah. all my family are Canadian. The Newfoundland. Canadians, yeah. Right, I could see that big John. Yeah. You know, big bad John. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Canadian. Yeah, that's um, what they are. Lots of Hartsons in Canada, Paul. Is that right? Not yeah. many around anywhere else, but there's a few in Canada. <laughs> there's only one John Hartson that we know of, Big Bad John, <laughs> and one Kenny Miller, the two of you. John, we spoke with Kenny earlier, his favourite grounds. What's your favourite ground to play in in Scotland, apart from Celtic Park? Well, we always used to get a, um, say a tough game. Hearts was always quite... Um, yeah. You know, the fans are quite vociferous. You know, they're leaning over. A bit like Upton Park, where I, where I played for a couple of years. The fans are very close mm-hmm. to the stadium, yeah. hanging over the sort of billboards, you know. Sure. Um, giving you all sorts of... you hear everything. Oh, yeah. absolutely. But listen, it's... it's so was that your favourite? Um, well, Ibrox was great. If you can mm-hmm. manage to score the winner there, uh, which I did a you couple did. of times. Yeah. And then obviously it becomes... Uh, it's a it's a great day, you know. Kenny's done it. He scored in 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 them games, and it's a great feeling. Um, I managed to do it myself. Uh, Ibrox, great stadium. Obviously, yeah. Celtic Park for me as well. One of the best in Europe. You know the noise the fans make, yeah. and and Ibrox as well. Mm. You know Europe. Not many players like to come there. You know because mm. you know the 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 home fans make it so difficult with the noise level. Um, Aberdeen I, I like going to Pitodry mm. as well there was always a full house it was always again a really wouldn't say intimidating but it was you know they yeah. were, they could get noisy if they some went some atmosphere on Sunday if they, went, if they go in incredible. front if they go in front the fans yeah. really get behind them so they, as they, they were, did they were, yeah. they, were, they were several even like sort of like Motherwell mm. you know Motherwell because you've got a lot of fans and you know, there's a, there's it a helps lot. when you're playing for like, like Celtic Rangers because you've probably got three quarters exactly. in, this, sure. in the stadium, so yeah. you follow everything. Yeah. The new Easter Road's good as well, obviously. John Road, Road, yeah. The, yeah. the stands are, I mean, it's a wonderful Isn't kind it? of stadium there, an atmosphere yeah. there as well. Now, Tynecastle was the only stadium I never scored at. I know. In Scotland, I knew I scored everywhere else. The only stadium. Parts fans would be like at that. Kenny, something, hap- something happened at the weekend, though, didn't it? At Aberdeen, and it's probably back to Barry Robson. That was like the old days at Petrotti. Yeah, well, it was rocking. Well, I was sitting next to the Aberdeen legend, Willie Miller, and yeah. he even talked about it. It felt like it was a real kind of, it was a real party atmosphere. Obviously, the beat Rangers, we know everything that goes behind that fixture. So to get that result, but I do believe it was more than that. I think it's the momentum. I think it's the spirit uh, that, that Barry's kind of re-encapsulated in that, in that team and in that stadium. And the fans now kind of believe they're sitting, they're sitting nice in third position with a five-point game. Gap. I mean, it's now in their hands. You know, you're going into these fixtures coming after, and and the big one might be against Hearts. You know, they yep. could pretend if they could get the result against Hearts, it would probably uh, nail that that third spot. So he's done a wonderful job. We've already talked to him, and gave him enough credit. Sure. So Can we mention we'll move on. <laughs> another club? What about St Mirren? Then, what do you both feel? 
Praise to St Mirren. Top six for the first time. Brilliant. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. And despite the fact it was a bad result for, for them, but a great result for Kilmarnock, they made it. How pleased were you for them? And what about Stephen Robinson saying this is his biggest achievement? Well, you know, I think uh, I'd have to just... I mean, what, what do I know what's Stephen's achievements? But yeah. I, I must say, I think getting Mullerwell to third was a massive, a massive achievement. They've done it a, a really good way as well. They played some really good football that year. I mean, that is when you're, you're comparing budgets and money it's spent and everything. That was a real in my opinion, probably a, a bigger achievement. But getting the top six, it's great. Uh, and they've played some really good stuff. This year. I think a, a real testament to the job that Stephen's done and his team and how they've played this season is when you're you're hearing pundits and you're hearing anybody talk about players that have had good seasons out with the, the old fun players, I think you've had Carson's mentioned. I think Keanu Bacchus was mentioned. O'Hara's yeah. been mentioned. Main's been mentioned for the season that he's had. There's a lot of players that have been getting big mentions uh, out of that St Mirren team. It's, it's probably rare, to be honest with you, at this, this time of the yeah. season when player of the years are getting handed out that maybe a St Mirren player is getting talked about. No, potentially get it, but when you're no. talking about guys that have performed to a real level over the course of a season outside the old firm, there's some real big players there that have had brilliant years and that's why they are where they are and that's why they've earned the right to be in the top six. Quite an achievement, John, isn't it? It is and I think they put themselves in a little bit of, well, there's a little bit of leeway between them now and Livingston or in seventh there's a two point gap yep. between sixth and seventh. Livingston as well, I've, I've mentioned them a few times on this yep. programme with the budget that they do and the work that Davy Martindale is doing there. Obviously lost his assistant in the... Um, uh, yep. He's gone to, gone Marvin. to yeah, yeah, Marvin. Yep. Yeah, he's, he's gone to Queen's Park. It's Queen of the South, isn't he? He's gone. That's right, Queen of the South. Yeah, yeah so obviously yep. you, have to, you have to adjust then as well when you're working with somebody so closely. So, um, but St. Mirren, yeah, they're up to fifth, uh, sixth, sorry, top six. Mm -hmm. And they, they, um, they could have gone even further at the weekend, but Kilmarnock turned them over. Yeah. What a job as well. Derek's doing for the second mm -hmm. year running. If he can keep them up. Is he going to keep them up, John? I think he might do. Yep. It's very, very close. I don't know about Kenny, but. You know, recent years gone by, I can't see it being a lot closer than what it is now. You know, Ross County are the bottom team, but you've got Dun Kilmarnock, Dundee United, yep. St. Johnson, Livingston, um, uh, Motherwell, six, six points, mm. you know, between second bottom and, and fifth from bottom. Motherwell probably are clear, but Ross County on 27... Kelly on 31, along with Dundee United, St. Johnson on 33. Massive run for Dundee United. Three wins in a row. It's put yeah. them into a it's put them in a position where they can they can be looking at St. Johnston, who are just above them. Ross County have got a lot of work to do, but this is the beauty of the split. You're now yeah. playing against all the teams that are going to be around about you. There'll be some massive games at the top Five in, relation to, in relation to fighting for European spots. And at the bottom, it's relegation because and even that playoff spot, you want to steer clear of that. I think if you were to offer St Johnston, Dundee United, Kilmarnock or Ross County 10th right now, I think they would all probably rip your hand off for it. Yeah, because there's nobody clearly coming up yet. We still don't know Dundee dropping points, Queen's Park dropping points. Really exciting uh, yeah, into that, that, that league yeah, as well. It really will yeah. be because I still think there's there's four teams there that probably could still win it depending mm. on the results. I mean, Queen's Park looked like they had it all sewn up. They were in incredible form but they had a bit of brick wall. Dundee have had opportunities to stretch and they've not done it. It's just allowed Partick and Inverness just to kind of creep up behind them. So it's, uh, it's going to be a real exciting end to the championship as well. Who do you think is coming up automatically? I think Dundee. You think so? You've got momentum. Dundee, yeah, I think yeah. listen, they should be. And that's another thing. They, like they should be coming up the like the size of the club they are. I'm assuming that like their budget will probably after just coming down will, will probably be a bit bigger. They've managed to keep some good players. They're, they're always able to kind of bring like decent players in. I think they'll go and get the job done. John, what do you think? Championship. Partick, I think I think Partick might be the one. Livingston <laughs> when I was there a couple of years ago. 
we put them down Livingston when we swapped over literally um, I remember St Mirren won the league under Jack Ross Livingston finished second went to Dundee United and won went to Partick and won and we ended up that's, that's, that was the year under David Opkin yep. that we got promoted so um, Partick obviously haven't been back since so, nope. so, you know if they want to bounce back then they put themselves in a decent position to do that this season Quick break and then we're back. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Book your service, MOT or repair online today at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show. It's a Tuesday evening. Sun is out here in Glasgow. John, it's not a bad day at all. Cold this morning. It is a little, bit of, a, a little yep. bit of a cold breeze in the air. Although the sun is out, it's still a little bit cold. It's still, still cold weather, isn't it? Poetic the way John says it, isn't it? It's uh, golf well. Yeah. Well, uh, you playing well just now? Uh, yeah. All right. Not yeah. so bad. I had it no bad yesterday, actually. I guess the Texas scramble. So it's yeah, always like you're always in yeah. the hole. So it's good. It's yeah, a good it's game. Good good some great, good some format, great football yeah. names there. Lee Sharp was one of them. But there's so many. Yeah. Yesterday. Ah, at there was the some good. Chris was, Boyd charity. Ah, it was yeah. good to catch up with a few. Had Neil McCann was down there. Yeah. Obviously Boyd is there. Self Faddy was down. I'm not sure how he played. He was saying he was more interested in the beer than the, than the golf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, it was some good. Steve Clark was there as well. You know, yeah. the national team manager was there, and obviously we wish him all the best. And upcoming qualifiers are coming. Hopefully, continue that good run. That we, that we started the campaign on so yeah it was a good day really good day great turnout yesterday pity about Scott McKenna though isn't it for in terms of Nottingham Forest Again, yeah. out until the end of the season well, I was at the game and I, yeah. I don't know if it was a shoulder injury is it, it looked yeah. like he was coming off so it was an arm or a shoulder I think it would have been collarbone yeah, yeah, collarbone right. yeah, I've been yeah. there I, kinda, I did recognise the way he came off with that kind of getting that mm-hmm. arm into place and so hopefully it's uh, no too long but it looks like I'll probably rule him out of the, a couple of people, the qualifiers a couple of people doubted him when, when he left Aberdeen didn't they would he be, would he be good enough you know, would he have the quality? But I think he's more than showed, you know, what Forrest getting promoted and obviously Premier League this season. And I think it's unfortunate he's got he's got the injury at a bad time. Forrest Forrest are in, are in a bit of a dog fight, by the way. He's, he's holding his place. I mean, they signed yeah. what, 22 players no. or so in the summer yeah. and probably another few in, right. in, in January. I liked as well. him at Aberdeen. I liked he's, him a lot. Uh, listen, he's got all the tools there. I mean, he's left sided as well. John, it gives you a good balance on that side. But he's big, strong boy, right. quick, aggressive. He's he got was the good tools. For, for Derek McInnes. But he stepped up well, hasn't he, from the championship to the Premier League? Well, it was it, uh, the the move fell through, didn't it, to Aston Villa? Yeah. The year Aston mm-hmm. Villa went up for the championship. Right. So I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure that would have been an absolute body blow for him thinking he could have got promoted with Villa, but then he moves to Forest, I think it was the following year or or 18 months later, gets promoted with Forest and he's playing the Premier League now. So again, it's good for the national team and these players or testing themselves in one of the best leagues in the world. Can I throw something else at both of you? Uh, a group of managers and former players, including uh, Henrik Larsson, have called on UEFA to issue new guidelines on handball. I mean, oh. Everyone's been talking about it, yeah. so we're not going to go on too much about it tonight. But, yeah, Henrik Larsson, it's that new committee, isn't it, with some great people involved, managers, yeah. ex-players. John, what do you feel? There's only one way to do this, in my opinion. I know you've got all these great stars, and Henrik being one of the bigger ones that's involved in this Um but there was only one way to do it. If if you handball it and it's intentional, it's a penalty. If it's, it's if it's unintentional, there's the problem, if, John. If it's, it's not never intentional, it, yeah. But if it's not intentional, if somebody smashes the ball at your hand from three yards, yep. you can't physically make that intentional. That's unintentional. That penalty then cannot be given. If you stick your arm out to stop a shot almost two yards from the goal line, penalty. Or, 
It's, it's a penalty. So I think if it's intentional, normally you can tell. Sometimes if it's unintentional and you've got no chance of getting your arm out of the way, how can you give it? I don't think we would have had many penalties in for handballs mm-hmm. this year. Because yeah. in my opinion, unless you're doing the action that John says and saving it going into the goal, you're no meaning to handball it. I think there is there's certain things that you can't if you're going to the corner, how many times you see the defender doing the crazy things, they're going for the header and their hands are way above their above their head. If that is your hand, it's a penalty. Yeah. I don't think I they're meaning to hand. I don't think they're well, meaning I, I to handball. Some are clever. Some are clever. You're right. Mm. So, but I think the majority of handballs are unintentional. See the ones that we've debated right. over and over this year. Yeah. They're down by their side. The ball's coming and it hits the hand, and you see them trying I to know, get the hand you, out of the way. I don't think you give it then. It's, it's crazy. I, I honestly don't. I think it's black and white. I think it's very, very simple. If it's intentional and it's clear on the eye, if it's unintentional, Who I think. You, if it's intentional, I, I think. I think you pretty know when it's mm. unintentional. And I think you know when a player's being clever, if he goes in and he, he, he puts his arms, makes himself bigger, he puts his arms out to maybe try and stop the ball, you can clearly see he's meant to put his arms there to yep. help him block the ball. Then you give it, that's intentional. But other other ones, I don't think you can give penalties these days for that. All I'll say to that committee and Henrik, good luck. Yeah, yeah so <laughs> will I. Yeah. Get me on the committee. <laughs> what about the uh, I'll keep John off the committee after that. <laughs> What about Jago at the weekend being sent off the Hibs player oh, and craziness. the old club craziness yeah. you know, you've got referees ex-referees come out and saying no there was intent the way he went in how do uh, they know if there was intent can uh, they read the guy's mind it's, it's madness it was a horrific decision I still think the shinny one was a bad decision yeah. and that was more forceful than Jago yeah. I think Jago potentially got kicked by the St Johnston player like honestly think, it was yeah. madness it was a bad decision and you know, watched it back. Hips could have fell yeah. in the top six with that exactly. by the way and this is where the job. you wonder why yeah. players and managers and coaches mm. lose their minds yeah. with these mm. types of decisions because had Livingston won that decision could have put Hibs in the top six which by the way probably would have cost Lee Johnson his job that's right yeah and, and I, th- I thought it was a mad decision I really do who would be a referee and who far was supposed to make it easier but it's not in many instances it's making it as difficult no, even I'll, I'll tell you why it makes it more difficult everybody expects every ill to have been corrected yeah. based on VAR sure. and it's no why it's there it's no there to re-referee the game it's there to correct mistakes or again this phrase clear and obvious errors I felt that was probably cle- pretty clear and obvious that, that was and by the way how quickly did he get the red card out yeah. the red card was out his oh, pocket yeah. be- almost sure. before the tackle was committed you know yeah. he rushed into it I-, I thought it was a poor decision and, I- and you can look at it the same as the, the shinny one there was force in Shinny and he did follow through and he caught the player mm. on the shin the Ross County player never really went anywhere near Shinny this St Johnston player he was the one that went to kick and follow through but because Jago toes it first and yeah. gets there and wins the ball and there's a coming together so not it's a red card what about oh, respect madness. what about respect for referees there needs to be more doesn't there it needs to be yeah. more from the managers because they set the president for their players John you've got to remember this, that, that decision could have cost Lee Johnson his job I know but he's not going to change his mind no, he's not, well, but, no, but he it never have, ever change his mind uh, no no but they do because VAR's there now so they do change their mind but they so it could have been changed sure, but they it didn't could have been corrected yeah. well I'm saying it could have been corrected because yeah, that's my sure. opinion it might have been their opinion it was but should players and managers be allowed to remonstrate after games during games on bad decisions or are we going to do like rugby come anywhere yep. near me mm-hmm. within five yards and abuse me or swear at me or remonstrate about the decision what we just talking are you allowed to I, talk because um, no you can't days, you, no. you shouldn't yeah, be able yeah, to talk yeah, and, and, no, but, and, uh, I know rugby and then rugby not. they send them back ten yards no yeah. that it, that it's just not it's just you cannot do it 
I, I, listen, we, we sat we, two weeks ago. I was exact conversation. Yeah, sure, me yeah, and John were on here, yeah, right. and I'm thinking, I get it. By the way, nobody's saying referees' jobs easy. No. No. Nobody's yeah. saying that. But when they're talking about VAR and things to be corrected or the reasons VAR have been brought brought in, that was maybe a situation where, it, again, only in my opinion, that it could have been implemented to. Again, in my opinion, to make a right decision. Why, why can't we harsh. anymore, though, just let referees do their job? Why can't That's we just question. trust the referee to do his job and, and, and throw VAR out the window? I don't want to see VAR anymore. I'll tell you why. Because it's causing yeah. more hassle than the worth of it. it we, we talk about it, yeah. seven or eight decisions on a Monday night on here that are potentially yeah. were wrong sure. on the pitch just get rid of it have more respect to referees and let the referee trust the referees to do their job and and that for me the way it should be Kenny? Well listen I, I do agree Yeah, I think we've had we've discussed refereeing bad decisions before yeah. Val. we're mm. discussing bad refereeing decisions now it's uh, I mean Val's, the VAR was brought in we're going to be left behind everybody else is getting it we mm. need to get it we're spending a lot of money I get it and I do so whether it's in or it's not there's still going to be mistakes made but people expect less errors and I know by all the stats there are less errors but there's still been some big errors mm. and that's been shown but again I don't even want to go back to the Tony Watt one mm. at the start of the season yep. that was then overturned even though the referee and the VAR thought yep. It was right, and then they are, they are, it makes a mockery out a lot of the money. Put the money you're spending on VAR into grassroots football and produce more Scottish footballers. That's what I would say. Yep. Rather than put all the money into VAR, correcting it, everything else, there's always going to be issues. There's still issues down in the Premier League. Um, there's issues everywhere you look. Put the money into grassroots football in Scotland. Help, help the help, game. Help yeah. the youth coaches. Well, it's not help, help try and develop more you know, more better, Scotland are flying, by the way, the National League, but more younger, more into the youth groups in, in Scottish football. That's what I would do. Uh, it's not going to happen. No. That's, that's not happening because every, nobody, the VAR's in and VAR's here to stay. What it is, it's we find a way to actually use it. I'm not going to say we're not using it properly, but there's certain things that need to be, we need to get right. Yeah. You know, we need to get these big things right. And this conversation is going on in England as well. Howard Webb is looking at it, and yeah, it's uh, not just Scottish yeah, football. Not indeed, you know, it's, it's all over the yeah, place. All over the, the, yep. the poor decisions. What's Howard Webb saying? He's the well. He wants to be more open. We've, we've seen him come out and speak. Um, I think he wants some live interaction with the referees. But at the moment, referees are not allowed to speak to the crowd. So people watching in television, well, like a concert, it, like the referees going to be starting no, giving but, <laughs> to the fifty thousand rugby. You know, in rugby, yeah. you hear the referee, but. If you think about it, the people make them even more superstars than they already think they are. Given them people the, going <laughs> to the game can't hear what's happening; they're last to find out. Anyway, we've only got five minutes left on the show. Uh, Jimmy's been on asking John, "What did you think about Motherwell's time-wasting tactics at the weekend?" The manager was asked about it afterwards. No, it's fine. I mean, it's up to the referee to control that. You know, if we allow the game to get into that situation, then we've got to take the consequences of it. So the multi-ball uh, uh, thing—the ball listen, came on a few times, extra ball. I think if, you, if you're Motherwell, yeah. you know, listen. Celtic fans won't be happy with it and maybe, you know, they have a right to be. But if, let's let's say for arguments, if Celtic get away to Real Madrid and they need a draw to go through to the semi-final of the Champions League... Or on League, Sunday and they're 2-1 up well, in the semi-final. Are, are, are you telling me that, that they're going to drop the ball and change the, the thrower, maybe slow it down slightly, just kill the time? It happens all over the world. And Angie's absolutely right. It's up to the referee to approach the players and say, look, can we just move on a little bit? Otherwise, I'll start getting my cards out. But don't don't blame Motherwell for that. Celtic would do exactly the same. If, they, if they're two on up at the weekend with three minutes to go to win the treble, to win the Scottish Cup, I'm telling you now, there'll be calls on to change the throw or leave the ball where it is, move around, kill a few seconds. 
It happens all the time. He only asked you, John. Okay. Um, Kenny, for you, Michael Beale, what happened when Rangers went down? Why didn't they come back? Here's what Michael Beale said. Well, what I mean is the reaction in terms of we started rushing a little bit in possession. It's not something I want to see from the team. We have to just keep playing and believing in our style and chances will come. I think it's a foul when we break out, but we stop a little bit. The ball goes wide. I expect us to defend the far post. We've got 2v1 at the far post and we don't. Then we find ourselves 2-0 down and we're, we're now really chasing. And as I say, again, we put Rabi in front of the goalkeeper. Tav has a chance from six or seven yards out keep makes a good save so over the game today it was about who imposed their style on each other on the other team more I still think that 70% of the game we were the team that imposed the style but you have to take your chances the game's won in the boxes and the freak goal at the at start of the second half obviously uh they got their towels up and, and as I say in that moment you stay in the game you don't concede again you compose yourself and you go and create chances we never we, we defended the second goal poorly So we're getting to the end of the show for both of you what's going to happen this weekend and on that question what happens if Rangers go a goal down against well, Celtic? I said it earlier in the show it's not just about a reaction and, and fight and belief to get back in it it's about still sticking to the process it's still doing the job and sticking to the game plan which worked for long long spells of the game in terms of the control I said they started to rush passes they started to play a lot of longer passes again hopeful passes because even the start of the game they were trying a lot of longer ones maybe get Sakala in behind for me, it was hopeful football. That's not what Michael wants his Rangers team to be. They want to be controlled and constructed attacks. That was just kind of turning the ball over. And the game did become a wee bit more 50-50 in that moment until they settled and started to play again and probably create the chance that Michael was talking about. What's going to happen Saturday? Who's going to win? Inverness or you know, tight, Really yeah. two, two really tight games. Uh, again I'm kind of caught I'd love to see we Dodgy do yeah. well in Inverness. I'd love to see Falkirk because I know what it'll mean to them off the field as well. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know who sure. won. Yeah. Inverness should be favourites, and maybe I'd like to see Falkirk make the final. Okay, John. On Saturday, what do you think? Have you got a hunch? I think Inverness will, will have too much. I think Falkirk will pull up a great fight. They'll yeah. have a, they'll have a big crowd there. They'll bring everybody in the town of Falkirk. It's a great story. Um, but, but I I just feel that Inverness playing much. at the the league higher. I, I think Falkirk. they'll 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 use that advantage, and I think they'll just have too much. Key question to both of you. John, what's going to happen on Sunday? Is it going to be heading towards well, the treble? Well, listen, I'm always honest. I'm always, yep. I'm, I'm always um, for Celtic, as you know. I think I've already, I've already praised Rangers, mm-hmm. and now I think Rangers can get at Celtic. Um, but I think, I think if Celtic turn up and they play, Kyogo is massive. Mm-hmm. Jota will be back in. I don't think Atati will play. I hope he makes it, but. He might not be fit enough anyway if, if they do take a risk on him. I think Celtic will win the game and they'll go and win the treble. Kenny Miller, what do you reckon? Celtic are favourites. I think at the moment they're a better team. Uh, I think Rangers were good for long spells in the, in the game at Celtic Park. They will have learned that they can compete against that team even in that hostile environment. I think they're due one. I think Rangers drew a win against Celtic and I think they've been close even in the cup final where they weren't great and Celtic dominated for 65 minutes before that goal, they did have a wee wobble up after that goal and Rangers had maybe a couple of wee half chances to equalise. I think they're due one. I think Rangers will win narrowly. Extra time? Potentially. Maybe even penalties. Oof. 
Lockbuster. 3 3, <laughs> hopefully, then penalty win for Rangers. Kenny Miller, John Harson, thanks so much tomorrow night. Andy Walker and Craig Moore will be here at five. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Book your service, MOT, or repair online today at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.